Expression can come in many forms. So far on the podcast, we've talked to people from the world of art, athletics, acting, and entertainment. On tonight's show, we have all of that in one amazing guest, stunt actor and dance choreographer, Tally Roden. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Fantastic. I've thanked you earlier, but... Officially, thank you very much for being on the podcast tonight. Um, For those of you who don't know what we're all about, Expressions Podcast is where we invite creative people who have managed to take their passions and their love for being a creator and turn that into their daily lifestyle, everything they do day in and day out. Um, Tally is a great example of that. Your full-time job is pretty incredible. We're going to let you explain that a little bit more uh, in just a second because we're going to show a promo reel of yours. But before we get to that, I just want to say a quick hi to Mark and Aurora, our our co-hosts this week. Mark, how are you doing this week? I'm doing excellent. Uh, it's been, it was a great weekend. Uh, put a stereo on my wife's Trans Am, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then, of course, she was working when I finished. So after I finished cleaning it up, I gave it a quick detail and uh, figured I'd earned a cruise around the city uh, in her in her Trans Am. So uh, it's a it's a pretty car. It turns a lot of heads, and I had a lot of fun driving it. So. Nice, nice. I know you sent me pictures from the road. I hope you weren't driving when you took those. No, you know, you, you have to be a certified stunt person to be able to do things like that. We never do that. We never do that. I don't. I don't do my. I don't do my own stunts. I hire that out. <laughs> Aurora, how have you been? Uh, I've been great. It's been a pretty busy, productive week. Um, I have uh, done quite a bit in the store. Um, working at Henry's and that kind of thing. Um, and today I had some uh, good kind of, it was kind of like a bit of a self-care day, which is nice. Every once in a while, um, it's good to have a self-care day. We talk about mental health a lot on the on the podcast, and uh, it's really nice to have that. So had a little yeah. bit of that today. Yeah. The world has been crazy for all of us in retail, for sure. Uh, we're going to find out from Tally how it's affected you, of course, in the world of COVID. But before we do that, for all of you who want to know who this person is, let's do this. I'm going to quickly add this right here. And uh, Mark, if you can let her rip, this is the Tally Rhodes stunt reel. Millie, why don't you come join us too? Come on. We're going to have ourselves a tussle tonight. I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up.
over, okay? Okay, tussle's over. Hey, tussle's over. Love each other. Very cool. That is awesome. Awesome. I will cut that in in post as well so yeah, that the sound is the way it should be. Yeah. yeah. There was a little bit of feedback in there too, right at the end for some reason, I guess. Yeah, but that was so cool. I mean, to say that you do the stunts that you do is one thing. To watch that video and to see the, the spins and the flips and awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Um, so how, how, how did all this start for you? Um, I, I know in the title we say that you are a stunt performer and a dance choreography, a dance choreographer. So obviously the dancing came first, right? Because you, you said that you started that when you were very young. But how did it happen um, from when going from dancing into the stunts and all the training that you had to? What was the inspiration for that? When did all that really click in? So I've grown up being a dancer since age two, birth pretty much. I always wanted to get deeply into dance and I learned from a young age that I loved acrobatics. So I was just the normal stage competitive dancer that did all the different styles, but I quickly learned at a very young age that I wanted to do gymnastics as well. So my parents said, you have to pick one. And I said, well, dance is only throughout the school year. What about summertime? I go to gymnastics. And so by the time I was early teens, I was going to this gymnastics gym in the summertime and I was learning all these crazy tricks. And then I would bring them to the hard floor during the school year for my dance routine. And from there, by the time I was 14, I think, or 15, there was an adult open gym at the gymnastics gym I was going to. And so as I was leaving and I would be there's another story. I would trade my time to train children so I could have the second half of the day to train myself. So instead of getting paid, I would get free gym time, which was really cool at age 13 to nice. have that exchange. And so people kind of respected me as a 13, 14 year old. And then I'd see all the adults coming in for the adult open gym at night at nighttime. And all my coaches would then go on and train themselves. And I was like, I want to train with the big guys. Like that's so cool. And so by the time I was 14 or 15, the guy that ran it was like, hey, come train with us. Like As long as your parents say it's okay and they sign this waiver, you're good. And then I just started meeting all these different people of different training backgrounds, martial artists, cheerleaders, gymnasts, dancers, everything. And I just walk up to someone and be like, that's a really cool kick. Can I do it? And then they teach me it. And then breakdancer would be like, this is an air flare. Try it. And a cheerleader would be like, ready? I'm going to throw you and you're going to stand on my hands. Don't jump down. And it just snowballed and there's a lot of stunt guys there. I didn't realize at the time that that was actually a profession that you could do full time. And so it grew from there. But you latched onto it. I mean, this is something that you knew early on. This was what you wanted to do. You had that passion for it. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, I met you in, what was it? Uh, 2019 for the women in film seminar that the Vaughn film festival put on. Um, one of the reasons why I was so uh, struck and so impressed, I guess you could say, was when we were when you were having your interview. One of the things that you said was, "Everything that you learn is another tool in the toolbox. Everything that you are experiencing is just one more thing that you can add to your uh, resume, per se, to 
you know, when you're going for a job interview, you have to have your little check boxes and you want to have every one of those things checked. Um, mm -hmm. How much time do you put into training? And uh, I mean, obviously that could lead into so many other things like injuries and so on and so forth. But before I get to those, I just want to say Mark from the Vaughn Film Festival specifically today made sure that I told you hello from him. Hi. <laughs> Mark um, is an awesome guy. <laughs> Sorry, you said a lot, so I got distracted. Of, I do that. I, uh, I go too far. Check marks. Um, it all depends. The crazy cool thing about this industry is that you're getting so many extremely talented people from so many extremely different walks of life. So, I mean, you could be talking to the cowboys that grew up on the ranch and they're the horse guys, and then you could be talking to the Olympic Taekwondo person and you'd be talking to the trampolinist and then you're talking to someone that's just like really good at knowing their body awareness and like has trained just really hard and they made it you, like there's a little bit of everything in everyone so it's kind of what you make of it i can't really exactly say you have to train this many hours and do this many things to be a stunt person i just know that i try and train a mix of things so i'm not always stuck in just one kind of training regiment i want to go between flipping to fighting to falling to weapons to wires just depends on the opportunities that come up and you should know how to act too as a stunt person and that's obviously something else that you do as well you've acted in a bunch of things too um i was looking through the list of some of the things that you've been in and when i was trying to tell mark and aurora and our other co-host ryan you know who our guest was going to be i just said she's been in everything <laughs> <laughs> she's been in pretty much everything um from tv to movies uh, what do you prefer, TV or movies? I think I prefer movies. Um, it just depends on the character, if I'm doubling, if I'm stunt acting, if I'm nondescript. So that's also kind of a tough question because I could be on the core team of a TV show or a movie and it all depends on what it is exactly of how long the run could be or if it's something that requires more acting versus like, going into a motion capture studio, or if it's all just live, or there's so many different, I'm gonna have a lot of vague responses for you. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm kind of asking questions that could that could go that way too. Um, it, it's tough though, because with all of the things that you do, um, there's just so much to talk about. There's just so much that we can bring into it, uh, from the movies, to the acting, to the dancing, to, you know, just the, the generally, the, the drive that you would have to keep it going. Um, that's gotta be part of it that's really difficult for you too. I mean, keeping that motivation up and getting the jobs. Um, are you part of a group that helps you get work or are you constantly out trying to trying to hustle, get that job? Um, I'm neither. <laughs> I'm not part of any groups right now and I'm not hustling very hard. <laughs> is, is that just a temporary thing or? Um. Yeah, I, it's hard to explain the hustle in general, but everyone kind of has their own way of getting work. And I've just decided that I'm around the eight year mark of being in the, like being actor or being in the union. And I like what I do and I like the shows that I'm on. And it, I feel like if I hustle too hard, then it might be a lot more choice of if other people start calling then showing who you're loyal to. and. So it's nice just to have some solid gigs and have some nice time off in between. It's comfortable. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Do, do you I'm find? Sure. Go ahead. Go ahead, Aurora. Oh, okay. I'm sure it takes a quite a bit of a toll on you as well, because um, not only do you do these like flips and kicks and all sorts of different kind of tricks that are planned landings, you also fall um, through things and um, off of things and, and stuff like that. And I, I'm sure that can take a toll on your body. Um, I'm, I'm curious, like, uh, is there like a strategy to that? Um, and I guess if you're overworked, um, would that, uh, <laughs> would that take even more of a toll <laughs> on you? Um, so yeah, just curious. Um, it's a combination of things again. Obviously, you need to have the body awareness to handle the fall. Like We do have tricks of ways to fall and back to the acting thing of we make it look a lot more painful than it usually is. Um, and then, sorry, <laughs> I get so many tracks of ideas in my head of what I'm going to say when you guys are asking questions. And then I have like 20 trains of thoughts of what I want to well, say. Well, take your time. We've got all night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, another thing about when you're asking about features versus TV shows, I find with features, you get a lot more time to prep things. So when it comes to that kind of stuff too, you just, there's just a lot more time to really plan it out. Whereas on TV shows, you just like have about one rehearsal and then you go straight into it. And every episode takes about eight to 10 days to shoot. So there's just a lot of go, go, go. Whereas features, there's a lot more like weeks of, prepping a fight and then you go in and shoot it for a week or so and there's just a lot more time there mm -hmm. so when it comes to the falling and the injuries and all that mm -hmm. stuff a lot of the times as well it's just learning who your boss is and how to communicate with them on what your body tolerance level is i find with a lot of newer performers and younger keen people they just want to keep going forever and they're like yeah i'll just do it and you want more and they get to a point where they'll they might hit a wall if and sometimes it's not even the performer's fault, but maybe like the camera guy didn't pull focus properly or something like that. And they're like, oh, we got to do a ninth take. Oh, we got to do a 13th take. Or the director's just like, I love this. I want to do it in every angle and every way. And that's when you kind of have to get to the point in your career and your self-awareness where you know, like maybe after 16 times of doing this fight, like nonstop, I can tell them I have one more in me. So that's where it gets interesting the more you're in it, the more you really get to know what your body can handle and how to communicate that to your boss and how to get that trust going. Yeah. So important. That is important. So when you were talking earlier about um, like being with like the cheerleaders or the, the ranch hands or something like that and learning, um, do you, do you delve into some of those as well? Like, have you learned things like um, horseback riding or, or rock climbing and things like that uh, just to do, um, to do this career? I haven't learned it to do the career per se. I just okay. love movement. Okay. Um, my sister was a horseback rider. I've had friends who are rock climbers and martial artists and break dancers. And I dabbled in cheerleading a little bit after high school. So I kind of, it's back to the toolbox thing of, I just enjoy different kinds of movement. So it's fun just to learn it all. That's cool. So you become very well-rounded. And if they say, hey, we need a rock climber scene, it's it's there sort of on your, your resume or your CV so that you're, I'm assuming that you probably have a, a coordinator, a stunt, uh, whether it's an agent or somebody that would call on you, they say, yeah, I've got a person that would, you know, uh, it's a, I've got a female, she fits the build you need, and she has a um, some rock climbing experience, and then they'll throw you in. Is that sort of how it would work? Yeah, it's a stunt yeah. coordinator. We don't have yeah. agents. 
Okay, yeah, perfect. I, was, I wanted to say stunt coordinator, but it was like stuck right there. I don't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You said it. That was the first thing you said. Excellent. <laughs> All right, awesome. So that's excellent. So do you have a, a favorite type of stunt or action scene that you like to do? Mm. I like that question. Um, yes, <laughs> I like <laughs> when there's wire work involved. I love flying. Okay. I love smashing into things, <laughs> especially cool. if it's like a wire gag that goes into like a breakaway table or glass or something okay. like that. That's yeah. There was a lot of that in your promo reel. <laughs> a lot of that, yeah. Um, is is there any stunts that you've drawn the line at? You're like, no, I'm not going to do that type of mm. stuff. I also like that. These are the best questions. This is my third podcast I've done. I want to note that. Yeah. Really? The best question so far. It's oh, usually wow. just like, I don't know, random, like, what's like cool? The questions that I've been asking. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have multiple hosts. So somebody, somebody's going to ask the good questions eventually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm lucky where I haven't gotten to the point where I'd have to say no to anything. Um, you'll see castings here and there pop up where there might be something that I'm like, you know what, I could probably do that job, but I also know that I'm not the best at that. So I'm not gonna throw my name in the hat. And then if they reach out, yeah, I could do it. Or yeah, I could train. So it was really cool, like from my experience on Arrow, they trained me archery. They had an archery tech that they just, once they hired me, they're like, this girl needs to know how to shoot left-handed. So we're gonna send her to this location. And I showed up and they're like, okay, cool. So this is how, you do archery, and I just got paid to learn archery. If they really want you, they'll teach you how to do it properly. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, yeah, so I, I know, and, and some of my questions may come into, I actually have friends that do um, a little bit of stunt work for movies and TV as well. So um, having having sort of had them around, I've heard some things. And um, what I find interesting about the industry, and, and I think it's probably going to be the same for you, is a lot of times the actors can't even do things that we would not consider a stunt. Um, like, like, oh, you're just going to climb this ladder um, and then maybe fall off when you get to the second last rung, you're going to just drop to the floor. And for me, I'd be like, all right, I'll do that if I was the actor. But an actor is not going to do that. They're going to bring in the stunt double. Am I correct there? There's a lot of things that play into liability. Um, also, just the fact that, sorry, I have dogs that are playing. That's absolutely fine. I'm like, is that here? Is that in my house? What's going and, on? And mine, are, mine are both sleeping. So, but yeah, bring them on the show later on. Pick one. Up. Oh, I will. We love dogs. So. That was a big request because there's three of them. Oh. We'll get there. Yeah, um, but yeah, sometimes they just might want you to do it, like, like I said, 16 times and you want the actor to focus on what they're there for, which is the acting, right? right? And right. Also, sometimes actors are just like, yeah, I want to do it. I'm so keen and that's cool, but we want to save your energy for when you're actually acting. Never even thought of it like that. Yeah, and actually I suppose it would also mess up. So if you're climbing the ladder, say 16 or 20 times, even if you're just carrying an armload of books that you drop or something like that, um, the actor's doing it, but now after they've done it 16, 20, 30 times, they're all sweaty and they got to go back to makeup and there's a pause. So it can, that actually makes sense that the way you've said it there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge reset. And it's also more liability. Yeah. Like yeah. If they fall we, off. If they got nervous, like we don't know how they can handle that action under pressure with cameras rolling and the lights are hot and this and that. There's so many factors. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, because you've been on so many different TV shows, movies, even the game, uh, which I 
definitely want to ask a question about later. Um, have you ever felt kind of like starstruck uh, with some of the people that you have been working with? Um, uh, just out of curiosity, because I mean, it's uh, in uh, all the uh, experiences that you've had that I went through on IMDb, uh, Brian sent a list. I'm like, wow, she's been uh, doubling and um, uh, Suicide Squad and X-Men and like all these really amazing, Riverdale, all these really amazing things that I've seen, uh, watched myself. Um, I I'm just curious if you've ever felt uh, like that, kind of like starstruck. <laughs> I love that question. Sorry, I'm just gonna keep telling you guys I love all your questions. Um, I mean, yes and no. We're we are trained not to, and we know not to be starstruck in those ways. Especially when, like, if you saw the beginning and end of my demo reel, I'm right beside Chris Hemsworth, and we spent two days just shooting all that together and having lunch and everything. Um, for me, being starstruck is more about like the genuine human being. Um, Mandy Moore, the dance choreographer, was a producer on a show that I did a big dance piece where I actually was hired on as a stunt person. So this was like my dream role where there was a huge flash mob and I think it was Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist and everyone's doing all their dancing and they brought on three stunt people to just like flip off walls throughout it and do random flips like off of things. And I was the only girl and it was just so cool because I'd grown up dancing, that was my main thing. And I'd always watched So You Think You Can Dance and I had seen all of her choreography and then to see her produce and she's just like on the microphone going, five, six, seven, tally. And I'm doing a flip off of something. And then she didn't ask me to learn the dancing, but of course I learned all the dancing and did it everywhere too with them. So that was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, I've awesome. actually seen a lot of that. So you think you can dance Mandy Moore routines. You could always tell a Mandy Moore routine. They're just yeah. awesome. Yeah. I was just going to say something, uh, Aurora and Rob, uh, Brian probably didn't know about me. I'm also a big Mandy Moore fan. Um, I, my wife and I watched all of those. So you think you dance, um, the, the Canada one, the American one, all of those. We we love, we eat those things up and binge watch them. So it's a lot of fun. And she was a genuinely very nice human. Like she was just really awesome. That's always great to hear about a, a celebrity. Yeah. I'm getting a visual of Mark and his wife dancing now <laughs> in front of the TV. Well, there has been dance parties in the kitchen while we're making there it. I'm just going to say the dogs love it. They just, <laughs> the you know, I'm going to change like, the challenge to that at the end. I want <laughs> uh -oh. you two dancing. No, I, 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 I'll tell you, that's easier than the challenge that you've put. I've saw it. You're trying to kill me. Yeah. Like, you're like, somebody paid you. My mother phoned you and said, off this guy <laughs> <laughs> that's good um one of the things actually you mentioned chris hemsworth you uh when we asked you some questions earlier and thank you for getting those to us this morning um you mentioned how the compliment from chris hemsworth about the fight that you performed on bad times at the el royale was one of your top five moments that you're proud of mm -hmm. um maybe you can explain why that is so you saw the fight obviously in the demo reel and I split it up in three parts of my reel, but really it was a big oneer. Um, the way we shot it, the scene itself, I don't want to give away too much of the movie for anyone that hasn't seen it, but Chris is walking around and talking while we're fighting and he's like explaining things and doing things. So we didn't really get much of a chance to be off camera or 
to hide for any of it. So every time we would call action, we would literally do the entire fight start to end. Mm. And I haven't been on any Thor movies, but he said that that's craziness and he'd never seen a full like one or fight in that way for that long. And we did, I think about 16 takes the first day and wow. a bunch wow. the next day. So it was just a huge compliment that that character and that human being said something like that to me because I was just a stunt actor. Yeah, but you earned it. <laughs> you earned I, it. I mean, you <laughs> came prepared. And one of the things I always talk about is how luck favors the prepared. And mm -hmm. when you're trained and you're skilled and you're, you're putting your skills to the test and you're in top form, you, you deserve the compliments like that. So that's really cool that he was able to give you that affirmation for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so we also talked about uh, when you started in your career. Um, when you started dancing, you were really, really young. You were two. You went into your gymnastics a little bit older. Uh, what was your first role? How old were you when you got your first role as a stunt person? I was, I want to say 16, and it was a Sunny Delight commercial. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I did, Sunny a flip, D. I did a flip off of a wall, and then they CGI'd in a soccer ball that I kick through the air. Cool. That was my first stunt. Were your parents always very supportive and got you involved in all these things, brought you to all your classes? Yeah. And I think there was one point in that commercial, my dad was hanging out with the background people and taking pictures and everything, and they had to kick him off set because they're like, you're not background, why are you here? You're in the shot, <laughs> what are you doing? Just a proud dad wanting to be there. Yeah, very proud. I mean, my mom has her little heart attacks here and there, she's so sweet, but they're the most proud parents, the best support team ever. That's awesome. awesome. I can imagine that there are times where you do the stunt and then afterwards when you're talking to your parents, you go, oh, by the way, I did this. Instead of saying, oh, by the way, I'm going to fall off a 20-story building into an airbag today. You know, um, <laughs> you know you tell mean, them after you've done it. <laughs> there's been times I've told them before just to mess with them. Okay. <laughs> the stair fall at the beginning, I told them the night before, and I feel really bad. That I did that. Oh, so they were worried about the whole thing the whole time. They did not sleep yeah. that night. Oh, <laughs> not nice. Yeah. I, I, I feel that. I used to do that I, when I was a scuba instructor. I used to, uh, we'd go ice diving, and I always told my mom when we got back, unless I wanted to get her all riled up. And I'd go, hey, mom, by the way, I'm going ice diving tomorrow with the guys. And she <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, not a lot of fun for her, but, uh, you know, I was a jerk. So that's. Yeah. <laughs> Was I mean, uh, yeah. Well, I still have kind of a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. So I forgot why Brian put me here. He's like, hey, that guy's a jerk. Bring him on. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. We need a jerk in every crew. We love it. Perfect. Perfect. You're not at all. That's all not right. even nice. Uh, Aurora, you wanted to ask about the video game. Yeah, I was yes. just about to uh, say that. So I was going through your list of all the things that you've been in, and I'm like, oh, Fast and the Furious. That's really cool. And mm -hmm. then I didn't recognize the name of the the Fast and the Furious thing that you were in. And then I'm like, uh, my boyfriend is super big into cars and Fast and the Furious and all that stuff. And I said, you know, uh, is this one of the movies? What What is this? And then he said, no, that's the video game. So uh, you talked a little bit about how uh, TV shows are different than um, in terms of planning um, than uh, movies are and um, your preference there. Uh, but a game is something I'm sure totally different and uh, stunt acting for that. So can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah. Um, do you want to give me a more specific question or do you just want me to explain the difference of the three? Um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious how, how acting interlays into a video game and, and, and how that works. Because a lot of the time with video games, I guess it's more like CGI or made, are there cutscenes like that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm kind of curious about that, but a generalized thing would be good too. Yeah. It's really interesting. First of all, it doesn't matter what your face looks like. Um, you wear oh, a, a video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wear a full suit. Sometimes it's got little, most of the time it's got these balls that are all stuck all over you with Velcro. And it's all motion captures. They have like all these little tiny cameras all around the room on all this different trellises and on the ceiling coming down. And it's all about just capturing, it's all body acting. And then there are times as well where they want to capture your face and then there's different ways that they can, where there's like helmets that have little cameras attached to them and all these different things. So it just depends on the game, on the studio that you're doing it out of. I've been lucky that I've had a pretty good mocap career as well. Um, Fast and the Furious game was just like a random one day fun just for the promo for it. It was, they wanted me to jump from the top of a car to a truck and then grab onto the top of it and kind of hoist myself up. So that was just, is awesome, it's cool. But if you go into the credits, it doesn't say that I'm that character. It says that whoever did the voice and the face acting for it was. So a lot of times stunts, you're kind of just the body movement and people don't really know who you are. I was gonna ask you about that. Um, that there, There's obviously uh, a lot of difference between what the credit that the actor gets versus the credit that the stunt person gets. Is that a, a problem for you day to day or do you just love what you do and it doesn't really matter? I love what I do. It doesn't matter at all to me. Um, it's really interesting because everyone in the stunt world has different feelings about that. But I personally think it's great. I mean, I know so many people that you could say are like amazing celebrities that are top of the top and no one knows who they are. They live their normal lives and they're probably sitting in their houses with their headphones on like you are right now and no one cares and they just enjoy their lives. Yeah. Cool. Um, I wanted to touch again on the, the whole video game thing because it, you mentioned for the Fast and Furious one, it was kind of like a shorter promo. Um, and you also talked about how um, your acting with your body um, and with the stunts and, and that. And it's really cool. You're wearing a whole suit and you're in a room. Um, have you ever worked on a game um, in like a longer kind of span, like mm -hmm. acting for a main character in a game or something like that? Um, and how does that work? Because a lot, <laughs> um, I guess in terms of like a time frame uh, for a game, because there's lots of different, um, uh, things a character can do in a game. A lot of them are open concept and, and that kind of thing. So uh, it, it's very interesting to me. <laughs> I have another sadly vague answer. It really depends a lot on like the company, how big they are, the studio itself. Um, just so many different little things. I have done larger runs on games. Some I can tell you about, most I cannot yet, but Oh, I don't even know how to, what I can say about them. 
it's just it all depends on what they have and what their priorities are in the movement that they want the nice thing about mocap is sorry excuse me <laughs> <laughs> you're playing but um the nice thing is with mocap it's usually like a nine to five kind of day so okay. excuse me this is my interview not yours <laughs> so, be on the show too yeah, yeah. so cute and you'll get there don't worry <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty cool like sometimes your days are just full of different ways of walking different ways of turning different ways of little things and sometimes you're doing crazy big stuff with wires or mini tramps or falling off things it just depends that's that's really cool um when when you're when you're doing the acting especially in your stunt role we saw a lot of uh like there's obviously a lot of things where you may have been on a wire going through a wall or or falling off of things and whatnot how much of that is done sort of on a sound stage with a green screen behind it that there would be um, that you know, the background elements added in afterwards or is a lot of it done just sort of on on an open set where you know the, the forest that's there is really there while you're while you're doing the stunt it's another vague answer for you yeah. um, it again depends on production depends on yeah. where they're putting their budget like if they have more that they want to play with and they want to make the background and all of that, then they do. And if they want to save the time and the money and they want to make it as real as possible, then they do as much as they can to just make it happen on the day with as much of what they have. Is, is one harder to, to do the stunt in? So like um, when there's just a green screen behind you and there's supposed to be a bunch of things coming out of it, um, is that harder for you to, to imagine or is it easier uh, easier than doing it in the, in the field where there's actually a forest with a bunch of people running out of it at you. Um, I mean, I'm the kind of person that real is better. Even when it comes to doing fights, obviously, I don't know if you guys know this, but we don't actually hit each other. We try not to. But when it comes to, like, stomach shots or, like, little, like, disarms and things like that, it's nice to actually kind of feel... Or if someone, like one of my first days ever, um, the guy's grabbing me, I'm in high heels and he's throwing me into a cabinet that looks like metal and there's a bunch of things and I smash into it and it all falls down. And he's like, hey, I'm just gonna grab you and throw you into it. Like, unless you want to do this all yourself and I'm just gonna pretend like I'm touching you. And I'm like, no, please. Like, It makes my life easier because I don't have to try to act as hard. Mm -hmm. I can focus more on the acting if you're actually helping me by doing the physical stuff. So I like positive contact. Um, when I saw you at the Vaughn Film Festival thing, I asked you a question about uh, wrestling, pro wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I, I shoot pro wrestling. It's kind of the world that I'm living in. And they say the same thing exactly. Um, they like a stiff match. You know, they, a stiff match is when you connect. And sometimes they just like, they get into it even more. Um, not mm -hmm. saying that people like the abuse, but it gets you in the zone and it gets you all ready to go. So I can understand where that's coming from for sure. Have, mm -hmm. um, have since I talked to you before, have you considered wrestling at all since then? Again, I got to ask. I haven't had any offers since then. Oh, I know some people in Barrie that could probably give you an offer. <laughs> <laughs> A bit of a commute for you, but you know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't really know much about the wrestling world. It's um, perfect for you. <laughs> Thank it's you. perfect for you because yeah. it, the dancing, the um, acrobatics, the athletics, the fight scenes, uh, everything that you are trained for 
would fall perfectly for a professional wrestling career. The acting, um, and you wouldn't really have to worry about injury as much. Well, I don't know. That's actually a good question. Injury, how often does it happen in, in the professional stunt world? I think it depends on the performer and what they say they can or can't do and when they, that kind of stuff. Um, well, for yourself at least. I've had about three or four injuries, but nothing too crazy. And the craziest ones have not been my fault. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, in your stunt reel, there was right in the beginning of it, there was a stair fall that you went down backwards. And it looks like you just tuned your head right off that stair, like hard. And I mean, I don't know whether you actually did or not, but man, did it look real. I love that one. I can explain it to you, actually. Sure. So I'm sitting in hair and makeup, and they're talking about it. And they're like, okay, this is what the next scene of this character looks like. We want to play up that she breaks the back of her skull. And so this is how your eyes would go, like, black, just from that broken skull situation. And then they started showing me all the makeup tests they did of what she's going to look like in the next scene. And I'm just like, I got to make that look real. And then I show up to set and the director comes and talks to us and he's just like, so I want to shoot the actor at the bottom of the stairs first. And I want it to look like she lands and whacks her head back on the landing at the bottom. There's 20 stairs, they're concrete. And I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm good or bad, but I'm just gonna say I can't guarantee after like the fifth or 10th step where my body will be in relation to where the stairs are when I finish at the bottom. I just wanna make sure that I make it look good. So I said, because this is coming from someone that has the experience now, I said, well, why don't we play it up that on the way back, I hit my head at the start that way we don't have to shoot the actor first and then have to match something that I probably can't match. And then at the end, we can just place her how I finished and then she can like roll over into whatever position they want her in. And they liked it. And so inside of my wig, I put a bunch of pads in and everything to play it safe. They played up the winter thing. So I had a nice big fluffy jacket. And on the first take, I go backwards, everything's great. And my head goes back and I feel my whole wig just fall off. Oh. Oh, no. And so if you actually watch it in super slow motion, you and I have the behind the scenes of it, you actually see the white line of my wig cap as my head goes back. And then I grab the wig and I put it back on my head as I'm rolling down the rest of the stairs. Oh, wow. So do you, do you wear like a, like a neck brace and things like that as well to stop from like a whiplash industry? And Oh, in injury when you're going down the stairs like that? Or is it all just a little bit of padding and, and knowing how to fall down a set of stairs? Because I know that's actually a skill that you can acquire, how to fall down a set of stairs. Yeah, it all depends on like the wardrobe and what you're doing and how hard you're doing it. I was lucky that I had the jacket that came up here. So I actually, I didn't have a neck brace or anything, but I had a back pad that came up as high as the jacket. So okay. I protected as much as my neck as possible. So there was very little space that could have really got hit back there. Okay. That's why I decided to let my head go back. There wasn't really much whiplash involved. Okay. It looked like there was. You got yeah. a lot of calls after asking if I was okay. No speaking, speaking as a guy that's had a couple of whiplash injuries from martial arts, I, I get it. So that's, mm -hmm. but I'm, you're not old, I'm old. So that's where that comes in. You're not old. I don't know how old you are, but you're not old. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit level 50 this year. So let's just leave it there. Oh, nice. <laughs> 
I don't yeah. look 25, but we're good. Level 50. I like the way you say that. <laughs> yeah, level 50 has been fun. Um, okay, so what are people seeing you in right now? Like when we first booked you in, um, and again, thank you for coming on uh, with very short notice because we had a guest who wasn't able to make it. Um, but when we first booked you in, it was for October, and you were saying that you will be in shooting in October. So I think the timing worked out well. You may or may not be able to talk about what you were shooting in October. Uh, I never know what I can or can't ask because I know a lot of jobs that you work on probably are things you're not supposed to talk about. But what would people see you uh, in most often currently on TV or on in movies? Currently, my main thing that you will mostly see is the TV show Charmed. It's a reboot from the old Charmed. Okay. And I usually double Sarah Jeffrey on that. Sometimes when my friend's busy, I get to also double Melanie Diaz. But almost 100% of the time, I'm doubling Sarah. So I cool. think they've now shown the finale of that. So you can know up until season three of that, I'm on. Nice. Very cool. We had a good season. I'm curious because I've watched a bit of Riverdale and I saw that you've been on Riverdale. Um, uh, like what character have you doubled for? Uh, was there, is it like a particular episode? I want to see you guess. Pardon? I want to see you guess based off of who I look like. Ooh. Putting you on the spot. It's funny. I was going to send a picture of me doubling this person and I don't know why I didn't. But I will have did you double as Veronica? Okay, that's I what I was thinking. Good job, I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Um, Nicely done, Aurora. Yeah. Yeah. You win the trivia round. <laughs> <laughs> when you see when you see Cammy doing some stunt kind of or something like there was a scene in this past season where she was just in the jalopy and she had to like go up on her knees and wave. Sometimes like I'll just go there and I'll rig up a little like seatbelt thing for her so it's safe just to make sure that when they're driving around she can move freely without possibly falling out of the car. Or there was a Halloween episode I think we did where we were standing up on a bar and we had to like throw a bowl of alcohol with some kind of fire and then jump off and smash a stool over some guy's back. And so we've done all that fun stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, interesting scenes that I could see uh, people being doubled into it because there's a lot of there's a lot of drama and uh, action that you wouldn't expect um, mm -hmm. from a show like Riverdale. Um, so I was just curious about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Riverdale got kind of dark, right? It was a darker, yeah. a darker type than than if you were into the Archie comics. My wife is a huge Archie fan, so so we've watched all of the Riverdale. Um, series. I don't know if there's there's probably a new series on now that we haven't seen. But uh, so have you doubled? Have you doubled Veronica? Um, um, I guess Sarah. Have you doubled Sarah for the whole series of Riverdale? That's Cammy. Um, Sarah's on Charmed. But... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all okay. good. I'm, I'm getting mixed up here. I made a note and then ignored it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't think she had any stunts in season one or two. I know I came in around season three, and since okay. then it's been about one to two stunts per season. Um, I also had a day where it didn't make it to the final cut, but there's a scene that they were introducing a new cheerleading coach and it was pretty cool where they had her do a bunch of flips and they brought me in to do a flip off of a wall. So 
I'm sad I actually never got to see any of that footage, but it was a fun day. Because <laughs> yeah. that's that's your that's your thing. That's you like doing. That was my first credit was doing a flip off of the wall. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's just a recurring thing. Perfect. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Halloween, and I'm just curious because I'm a Halloween guy. Are you a Halloween fan? Is is that a holiday that you get behind and do up the house and get all? Because when we showed the the trailer earlier, Mark said that he had it on the screen beside him, and he, he kept on getting creeped out. You're like, yes, that's what you were looking for. Are, are you into the Halloween kind of vibe? Here's my issue. My life is—I <laughs> want to say yes, but I can't because my job is playing make-believe. I dress up as other people almost every time I'm at work, and the hair and makeup and wardrobe teams are so amazing. And the prosthetic jobs, like I've been aliens, I've been vampires, I've had full bald caps with like my contacts where my eyes are just black. I've done so many cool characters that. I can't do that on my own. So Halloween is just disappointing because I there's days where I'll work on Halloween or the day before, and then I'm like, can I just leave all this on for the next 24 yeah. hours? But I can't. I know what you mean. So I, I wish. Uh, I, I don't. I dress up my dogs. Yeah, I wish. Some of the things that I, I'd love to do, I done the Toronto zombie walk and all this. So I did all my own zombie makeup and sometimes it turns out really cool, but I know some really, let's say professional zombies. <laughs> that mm -hmm. sounds weird to say, but um, the people that ran the zombie walk, let's just say, and the, the skill that they had with the makeup. Yeah. It just, I always felt like I paled in comparison. So I, mm -hmm. I could see where you're coming from when you have all these amazing people that you're comparing what you do too. It's frustrating. Well, having it on too, and knowing that you have to take it off and then go into Halloween, yep. <laughs> being paid to have it on, and then having to pay to buy the costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah the whole point of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I actually have a quick question. Um, you talked about makeup and prosthetics and stuff. What has been your most favorite uh, makeup uh, job, I guess, on yourself? Had? And uh, Obviously, it has to be of the ones that you can actually talk about, not the ones that's you can't. That's why I'm making these faces. I uh, pretty much that's what the face was for. <laughs> if it's aired, I can talk about it. If it hasn't, I can't. Yeah. So I guess I can talk about my favorites. Um, that honestly, aired. I had one day that same one I was talking about, standing on the bar and then jumping off and breaking the stool over my friend's back when I was on Riverdale as Veronica. And... Just whoever the makeup artist was that day, she really made me look so much like Cami that I thought I, like when I'd look in the mirror, I was like, hey, oh, that's me. Like they just, they changed my eyebrows just a tiny bit to come down a little and just, it's so crazy what makeup can do with some tiny mm -hmm. little differences. And on like Van Helsing, I doubled Nicole Munoz and it was a similar situation where we were just such a close match. And then wardrobe would even tell us like, you guys are the exact same size. And I would like sometimes see myself in passing in a mirror and think I was that person. So that was really cool. Yeah, that was cool. One of the things that you said that you would do if, uh, or that you, how did I phrase it when I asked you the question, um, an art form that you've never really done that you'd like to do uh, was photography. Now that's kind of what you what do. we all do. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, there's only one of our hosts that's not into photography, and every time we bring a photographer on, I feel bad for him. Uh, and that's Ryan. He's not on tonight, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, um, what is it about photography that intrigues you? What is it that you'd like to know? Because you know I can help you with that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Honestly, I just always love it. Love, I just... When I was in high school, I did some photography classes just because I could and did a lot of context stuff where you learn more about the editing side and also just like the, like having a class in the dark room. And I don't even know how to explain it. I just, it's so beautiful to me that you can capture images and then you haven't brought it up, but I also put videography. Right. It just, I don't know. It's so cool to see highlight of people's lives or lowlights or whatever you're getting and it's just like a captured moment in time and like that saying of a photograph is worth a thousand words and i don't know i just well freezing know. that moment can really draw the attention the moment needs mm -hmm. to breathe and for people to see it and to understand it uh yeah. see video is is intriguing to me it's a little bit like this is as far as i really have gone with video side of things um, but the photography, I've always been attracted to it for that reason, you know, where you have this moment that's so important to something and it just flitters by so quickly. And yeah. in an image, you can stop that and you can emphasize that and you can really, you know, embellish that moment. So I, I, I think if, if that's aligned with what you're saying, that's, I, I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, but, there's so many, it's another, I could just keep going forever, but even just the way of like once you're editing it, you could change the mood of the picture completely or just once I found an old photo of my grandma and just to consider back in the day, like it was, I think it was 1943 that she wrote about how her and my papa started going steady and it was just this old beautiful picture. And nowadays people are just, Oh, I need more photo space on my phone. I'm going to put it in the cloud. And I've got like, mm -hmm. right now I have 50,000 photos on my phone and they go so underappreciated when true. you see a proper photographer sit down with a tripod and do it correctly with lighting or they know how to do it with outdoor lighting. And then just seeing how photographers can get things out of either the, the way it's set up, the environment, what's in the foreground and the background or the people that they're getting their emotions from. Like there's just so many cool, artistic factors involved. I just love it. Do you get to appreciate that in the cinematography on set? Mm -hmm. It's really cool seeing the director of photography do their magic because if they don't like you, they won't make you pretty, but if they like you, they'll make you pretty. <laughs> yeah, same thing with me and my wrestling photography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. Um, funny, interesting. I never would have thought that that would be the case in, in like a professional world of making movies and things like yeah, because I do that. I, I hate to say that I do, but there's certain <laughs> wrestlers it's just like not interesting. So move along, right? Yep. Brian, I think you really hit the nail on the head there. I was going to jump in and say like uh, being in TV and film, you must have had some sort of um, uh, appreciation um, to photography and film um, as a result of that, seeing uh, these people uh, make up the scene and make it look um, great with different kinds of lighting and, and things like that. So the time um, and attention they take to get the right angle and the, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something yeah. that is very unappreciated for sure. Actually, I hope you guys don't mind. I'm going to take it and roll with it where we're talking about all this. And we're also wanting to talk about mental health. Yes. Well, 
social media and highlight reels of people's lives. And so I started making my own demo reels. So the video that you show at the beginning, I edited that together myself. And right. <laughs> thank you. Nice. I know it could have been done better, but <clears throat> the fun thing is overdoing. It was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. We were impressed enough to want to play it through the entire thing. So oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> So I started doing that before I was in stunts and it was just all dance footage. And I was like, I want to be a stunt person. So I'm going to call it my stunt reel and hire me. This is what I can do. And you can nitpick at it so much and sit down with a video and edit it forever and for years or months or however long. And you get tired of the music, you get tired of the footage. And then at some point you're just done and you just share it or you don't. So over the years and over the course of my career, I've just realized, you know, you pick a song you like, you get some of the footage that you like and you try and make it as quickly as possible and then you don't watch it. And so now every time it comes up and I see that or every time someone important asks me for that video, usually a stunt reel is only a minute long and they're like super, super quick because people are so busy and you just wanna show it to them in passing and they look at it and they're like, great, awesome, and then keep going. But I was just like, I'm gonna make this a stunt highlight reel. I'm gonna really like get a bunch of highlights, have the acting at the beginning and the end and like put a song I really loved to it. And I just love like watching that when we started, it just made me so happy and to go like, I did that. That was like, I agree. That was really cool. And I haven't overplayed it for myself. So mental health wise, I love that you could just sit down with a video or a photo and it can make you so happy and you can share with others and others can see it. And they have this perception that you live this perfect life. Mm -hmm it's very dangerous. And mm -hmm. a lot of people need to know that no one's perfect and we all have our good and our bad times and our good and our bad days. And you know, some of the things in those videos are a lot more dangerous or you shouldn't try these at home or maybe I had some bad takes leading up to a good take and things like that. But I just think it's so beautiful that you can capture all that and you can share it with people. Definitely. Go ahead, Aurora. I know you want to say it. Yeah. So uh, Brian and I work at Henry's, uh, the camera store uh, in Canada. Um, and uh, we recently, well, not us, uh, but Henry's recently started a charity for mental health. Um, mental health is a big thing in my life, um, as well as uh, Brian's talked about it a lot as well, and and uh, Mark um, and even Ryan too. Um, and uh, this charity is something that we really all believe in, um, which is also really great. Uh, we donate to um, uh, CAMH, Kids Help Phone, things like that. Um, and there is the social media campaign um, that was launched kind of around the same time that the uh, foundation was launched. Um, and it's basically challenging people to share on social media, not the best parts of their life, uh, showing people that it's okay to not be okay. It's called mm -hmm. the Uncaptured Moments uh, campaign, um, which uh, I think is such an awesome concept because exactly as you were saying, Tally, uh, everybody just shows on social media typically the highlights of their life, the most polished, edited, perfect kind of things. Um, and uh, there are so many, um, there's so many people on there who look on social media and maybe are going through a tough time, um, especially 
people in like the younger generations as well. Um, and they're constantly comparing themselves to this idealistic, um, you know, perception of all the people that they're seeing on social media. And that's what really interests me about this campaign. So you really hit the nail on the head on that. <laughs> um, I've actually come to a point where I just don't really share much anymore. And then I find when I'm going through a moment of reflection nearing the end of the year, I might post like, you know how you can do every 10 pictures for a post now? I will do like this month's highlights, this month's highlights, and I'll kind of share that at the end of the year just to wrap it up. But yeah, yeah, it's not necessary in my mind for mental health purposes. Yeah, yeah. Especially no, on the daily basis kind of thing. Yeah. It's a very important message to get out. And that's the reason why each of us is doing this podcast is for our own personal mental health, uh, dealing with the stresses. How has COVID affected your world my film world or my world world your world world um i mean obviously they they intertwine right? yeah uh, your work and so on what you're able to do what you're not able to do but mentally how have you handled all this mm -hmm. i sometimes feel bad saying it but i've actually had a really good run throughout good. this pandemic um i love my home life and that was something i really realized was important and I knew it was important before, but the second that it really happened where everything shut down and you're stuck at home. At the time I was living in a spot that I wanted to not be living in, but I was with the right person and I had the right dogs and I had enough that it was really worth it. And now like we've moved and we're really happy in this new space. We started building a home gym and it's just, I've been thriving film wise. We had about four months off there, but I, I think I was one of the first performers back thanks to motion capture and that being one of the first things back. Nice. Yeah, and it was nice because now everyone's just a lot more safe and careful and everyone's cleaning things more and we're getting paid to get COVID tests. So I know I'm safe, which is nice to come home and be like, okay, my household is safe still and we passed this week. Nice. So it's it's been a pretty good time for me. That sounds excellent. And it's good to hear that the industry itself is being safe with you. Mm -hmm. you know? That's At the same something. time, though, my family has been in Ontario this whole time, and I've been here. So I did go a year and a half without seeing them, and that was the hardest thing. Oh, wow. Okay. But I've seen them now recently, so. I didn't know you had family in Ontario. That's cool. Yeah, I'm originally from there. I didn't. Okay, so is that how you met Mark and the guys from the film festival? Yeah. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Canada rules. <laughs> I love Canada. I love how easy it was just to be like, I'll go over to the West Coast now and just jump on a plane for four or five hours and just be like, I live here. <laughs> nice, nice, very free. Um, I've pretty much only lived in the one area, so <laughs> I don't know how easy it is to bounce around, but that's awesome. Um, okay, so anything else that you guys want to ask Aurora and Mark before we move on to our questions? Um, I just wanted to actually touch on uh, the fitness part of it, just because our, our viewers and our listeners may not know, uh, or they might think, oh, I can fall down a set of stairs, or I could uh, I could be pulled through a wall. That's That looks easy, not just good. the wires on the work. Uh, I know differently, um, mm -hmm. because I've, I've seen stunt performers doing their thing in the fitness. How much uh, time do you devote to a fitness regime, whether it be workouts or cardio or, or just walking and moving and making sure that you are fit to be able to do these type of stunts and not have the injuries that someone like me would have if I got pulled through a wall in the wire. 
Um, like I said, everyone's very different. Personally, with building this home gym, it's been a lot easier to be able to work out. So I try and get at least four or five days a week in. And that's just anything I feel like doing in there. Um, but it really just depends. Don't try everything at home. Know that with my dance background and with a lot of these stunt people's different athletic backgrounds, like we have the body awareness and the air awareness, and we know how to, when you're doing a fight scene, you're dancing with a partner, like you're getting to know how they move and you're moving around them together in a cadence. And it takes a lot of time and a lot of practice and rehearsal to really get to know where your body is when it's there and to be able to say, yes, I can do that for a camera however many times. Perfect. You see it for a few seconds, but sometimes we're there for my longest day has been 18 hours. Wow. That's a long day. It's a long day when you're being physical for sure. Absolutely, thank you. So don't I'm try just, this at home, kids. <laughs> I'm just making a note here how shocking it is, how similar uh, what you do is to wrestling. Mm -hmm. I, I know I keep on talking about it, but uh, they plan a match. They have to work it out to between the two. You're dancing with your partner. Um, You're really wrestling for me. I thought it was all organic and real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> real. <laughs> Please tell me you're joking. <laughs> uh, no, it's true. It's it's fascinating how uh, the similarities are there. Okay. Aurora? Um, I just want to say thank you for coming on um, and coming on so last minute. I know we had planned to have you on um, a couple months from now, um, but I really, really appreciate that. Um, like Brian said earlier, we had a guest planned, but uh, uh, she unfortunately had a uh, family emergency um, and uh, she will be on. But um, I want to say thanks for that. Uh, this has been an amazing episode and uh, it's been really cool getting to know you. You're very down to earth and nice person. So thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Okay. Question time. Uh, one question, you know, two questions you don't. The first question that you know is our challenge that we like to issue our listeners, viewers every week. Uh, the guest picks that challenge and you have done so. I don't know if you've changed it since, uh, I don't know if it's changed since what you've told us, but I'll I mean, hand it over to you. Me to change it, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can pick the number, you can take away a zero if you want. I, I, will, I will take away a zero. Thank you. Okay. But this was inspired. I'm going to give you the story because I put in brackets of this cute story behind it. A fellow stuntman actor who just got his black belt on Saturday. Nice. I went in Taekwondo. I went to go watch. And at the end, they made him do 100 jumping jacks, sit-ups, and push-ups. 100 of each. 100 of each in 10 I, minutes. I thought your challenge was to combine them all, like... 25 of each or something. No, and it was a volunteer for each person had to go and for those push-ups they had to hold their fists like that on the ground so get your chest down to my fist for each single one and hold their legs for their sit-ups and so I got to hold my friend and be like you can do it after watching him for hours do all the different things that you have to do to get your black belt so that's where the inspiration came from. If you want to take a zero away from all of them, you can do 10 of each. But <laughs> if you want to be like my friend. We have some viewers who would be like your friend. Um, our, our friend Cassandra, actually their studio opened uh, this past yesterday, actually. Um, the grand opening of her studio. And she was a guest of ours talking about her fitness studio, HQ Fit Studio up in Aurelia. Or uh, I forget where it is exactly. Aurelia, I think. 
Really but uh, yeah, um, they had the grand opening yesterday, so she'll probably take this challenge. But I think I'll do the ten. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so question number two: uh, What's your jam? What song can you listen to over and over again? Doesn't matter. You never hit skip. Every time it comes on, this is the song that just gets you going. I'll tell you, it's not my dog chewing his bone again. <laughs> can you hear it? Yeah, just a little bit. It's so okay. Can move the bone very no, no, it's fine. <laughs> oh, he moved it for me. <laughs> um. It's actually an album. Well, there's, I'll give you two answers. One is Don't Worry, Be Happy. Oh, beautiful classic. So that's Thank a song you. that I wrote. Got you. Yeah. Classic. And it, it makes me happy. It's on my daily playlist. Absolutely. Yeah. And cool. then, oh man, now I want to keep going. I'm, I had two, now I have seven. Go for it. <laughs> I'll give you two more. So the next one is Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds because you seem to like my classic choices. Yeah. Um, I have a record player that I love and I'm a huge Beatles fan. And then the last one is an album. It is a collaboration between Sia, Labyrinth and Diplo. So it's called LSD, Labyrinth, Sia, Diplo. And I love every single song on that album. So both of your songs are LSD. You realize that two of your songs are LSD. <laughs> We're just seeing the sky with diamonds and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that is pretty awesome. <laughs> Good choice. It's easier to remember. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, and the final question before we can let you go for the evening, and I guess it's not really. Oh, I guess it's just getting into evening for you, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the final question is tools of the trade. So uh, tools of the trade aren't necessarily things always. They don't have to be something tangible. It could be a concept. It can be something that you use on a daily basis that makes your day-to-day -day life better. What would you consider that one tool of the trade to be? This is my personal life? Yeah. Or your dogs. business life. Dogs. dogs. Okay. Dogs. How can one be happy without dogs? I love it. <laughs> I you love know, it. They are just unconditional love. They don't really talk back. <laughs> Cats and, they, and they, I gotta show you them now. This is my absolutely, to the absolutely. perfect segue. Okay, who wants to go first? <laughs> Mark, where are your dogs? <laughs> They're right here. They want to meet mine. Wow. <laughs> Since you're picking yours up, I'll just get mine to sit beside me. Uh, yeah. Oh. Oh, so oh, look at the face. Who's this? This is Billy. They're okay. all named after shows I had interesting parts on that I learned a lot. Okay. Billy is the Blue Power Ranger. Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. So that's Billy. That face. Yeah. Hi, Billy. <laughs> like down on my knees. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good boy. The next one, I hate to admit it, but he is Oliver from the Green Arrow. He's Ollie. From the Green Arrow, oh. nice. Yeah. I just figured people might make fun of me for naming him Ollie, but no, no, very common name for dogs. Yeah, Ollie's a cute name. He's a cutie pie. So two, two male dogs. Three. Oh, three. And then this guy. Oh no, you ready, kid? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this is my big baby. He's a little bit. Oh my gosh. Look at the face. 
And this is part of your workout routine right here. Yeah. It's okay. You say hi. There you go. Hey. You're on a podcast. (laughs) And who's this? This seven months old. Wow. (laughs) The other ones were five and three. Yeah, you can go again. His name's Jack. Jack. Um, If you ask me, he's named after my character on Van Helsing, who actually was a female. Oh. But the actress was Nicole Munoz, and she helped me in deciding to get him, which was cool. And if you ask my boyfriend, his name is Jack Jack from The Incredibles, a baby Jack Jack. Perfect. Yeah. And they're all half Yorkie, which is pretty cool. They're all half Yorkie. Yeah, we didn't expect him to get this big, and he's still growing. Holy cow. Now, what is the other other part of the mix on Yorkie what? Australian Shepherd. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, Australian yeah. Shepherds are beautiful dogs. Yeah. This is awesome. this is this is Freya. Freya. So cute. Oh, she's cute. Dusty was here, but he sat back down after I stopped giving them cookies. So. Yeah. Relatives. They both look very very similar. Yeah, they're actually brother and sister. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Billy, you want to say hi again? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. a whole party under the table right now. Sally, thank you so much for sharing your dogs with us and sharing your evening with us and uh, your time. And I, I know it's very valuable. So I appreciate you and I appreciate you spending your time with us. Thank you so much. No, well, thank you guys. I'm really excited to show you what things are that I can't talk about. But I've, I've been following you since I met you. So like all <laughs> the posts that you make on Instagram, and I know you don't make tons, but it, that's what I like about you because it's all very natural. It's all very real. Um, you're not posting a lot of crazy stuff, although you go to great places, but you don't post them in a way that makes people feel bad for not being there. Do you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. so thank you for, for keeping that positive image and for, you know, just being awesome. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And thank you for being part of what entertains us every day when we watch TV or go to a movie. That's absolutely awesome. Awesome. No problem. That's the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I've got a new stunt performer to watch for in the credits now as they're rolling. Yeah, and you gotta tell me who you already know because I don't know I, yet. I will start. after after we're off air. I might I might have them on to show their uh, husband and wife duo actually. Oh, cool. From Ontario, so you might. Know. Cool. Yep. And speaking of which, let's say goodnight for this evening and this episode. Thank you, everybody, for watching the podcast. Uh, It's been a lot of fun talking with Tally. Aurora, Mark, thank you both for being here this week. And to Ryan, who couldn't make it, too bad, man. You missed one. There was dogs, You missed the dogs. (laughs) You missed all the dogs. All right. Take care, everybody. See you all next week. Bye.